let's get going. Let's open the Twitter space. Happy Thursday, everyone. Hope everyone is doing well. Uh, my name is Julian. Um, one of the co-founders of DeFi Chain, obviously one of the chief cheerleaders here. I uh, invest in this project big time and uh, would love to kind of open this a bit today. Um, maybe some context uh, before we go into this. Uh, I'm in Singapore. Uh, there's, it's one of the craziest weeks this week um, that uh, we have seen in Singapore. Uh, Token 2049 is here. Massive, massive event. It's uh, really well attended. Uh, Formula One is here. So um, it's, uh, I don't know, as crazy as it gets. Um, I'm at the dinner actually right now. So uh, I just stepped out of that dinner. I will um, keep myself more to the beginning of the entire space. Um, we'll talk a bit about Ticket Council, what happened there. I want to kind of share a bit of uh, some of the frustration and some of the feelings. Um, maybe also put some perspective to everything on what I am actually looking at and maybe what I'm looking forward to. And then obviously would love to open as well the stage, see uh, project suggestions. We saw some really nice uh, suggestions on uh, Twitter and GitHub and uh, actually Reddit. And uh, then I'm probably going to more listen in uh, because I really need to go back to that dinner. And uh, But I didn't want to move that uh, Twitter space today or ask, uh, ask for it to be moved. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, I, I have to be polite also to the other guests. So I hope you respect and understand that. And I, I hope it's fine that I'm uh, just part of it here at the beginning and then uh, more of an active listener. Um, Let's get started on maybe sharing a bit on some of the frustrations that I've been seeing in the community. I made a video today about this as well. Um, I think the main frustration in general stems from a couple of angles. Uh, first and foremost, I think all of this stems from a frustration that we are in a bear market. If uh, we weren't in a bear market right now, if uh, we were in the same kind of hype market as we were a year ago, I don't think any of that right now would actually even matter because we wouldn't be there. And we're seeing this in literally every other community. And trust me, at Token 20, uh, Token uh, 2049 today, I don't know how many other uh, project leaders I spoke to, journalists I spoke to, uh, I, I don't know how many interviews I had today. Um, it, everyone shares the same sentiment, right? So I know that uh, you're probably very engaged in the DeFi chain community and you feel like, oh my goodness, all the other communities are doing so well. Only the DeFi chain community is a bit frustrated. It's actually the exact opposite. I think we're still doing extremely well in comparison to most of the other communities. Um, so that is kind of where it all starts. The second thing is that there is a lot of short-term focus right now. It's really short-term on price. And I understand that uh, because price matters. I, I completely agree. But, um, and you're going to hear this maybe a bit later down the line. Um, at the end, what really matters is the long-term sustainability of the project and not so much a daily price movement. That doesn't mean we, need, we shouldn't be focusing on that, but that's key. And then obviously the last part, and that's what I'm going to continue with, is DOSD, uh, which has been extremely volatile and is far away from what a stable coin uh, should look like from a price point. However, and that is something that I think many people don't really appreciate, the fundamentals of DOSD have increased dramatically since all these measures have been put into effect. And with every new measure, even though sometimes it doesn't look like it because some people, and especially critics, some of the haters, some of the very narcissist kind of people that just want to draw attention, they don't really want to help. They just want to kind of create attention around themselves. A lot of them just always try to point out the negatives when, and 
Kugi did a really good job, a very factual job on Twitter. Um, DC does a really good job on that. And many, many other influencers and, and, and YouTubers do a very good job in highlighting the facts. Um, it, it's clear that the fundamentals around DOSD have proved dramatically. Uh, the number of unbacked DOSD has dropped significantly. Uh, the ratio of, uh, of, of crypto-backed to crypto-unbacked uh, DOSD has improved dramatically. And all these measures are truly working. Nevertheless, one of the key points is always, what is the DOSD price? So people always look at that price. And it doesn't matter if you are a believer in DOSD or not, especially in a bear market, and that's why prices go down. If you are a believer in a coin or a project, it's very, very difficult during a bear market to actually buy the price up. Trust me, I tried. And the reason why it's so difficult is because there's generally a massive pessimism and generally, a lot of people are just like this, this, this thing, oh, I, like, I just want to get a bit of a better price and then I'm going to go out and I'm going to go into dollars and people believe they're going to have a better idea. Most of them don't, but that's just the sentiment that they have. So it doesn't matter if you try to buy up DUSD, as soon as you have these short sellers and there's a massive amount of short sellers, as soon as you have the traders, you're always losing against this massive group of people. And so... I do believe the price of DOSD needs to go close to a dollar and needs to be volatile. Uh, uh, doesn't, uh, it's not allowed to be volatile around a dollar, but in order to get it up there, it needs buying. And this buying has constantly been countered with a lot of selling from these short-term sellers. And so at the end, the ticket council came together and said, look, the price of DOSD needs to get as close as possible to a dollar. This is only possible if we're penalizing the sellers. And this has shown to be working. Actually, I do think if you look at the entire, let's say, three months, we made one mistake in the last three months. And I truly believe we made one mistake as the community. And that is, we did believe all those people who said the stabilization fee should be going down. And there were a lot of pressure on social media and on Twitter and people who all tried to tell us how it makes sense for the stabilization fee to go down. And at the end, we all caved in and said, okay, let's try it out. Stabilization fee should go down. And maybe it should have gone down, but the mistake I think we did was we gapped that decrease. So it went from, I think, 25% and it gapped to 12.5%. And that at the end actually caused massive uncertainty in the project and massive kind of issues down the line. At the end, the stabilization fee of 25% or right now 30%, works and we see it working we see it working on all kinds of metrics we see it on the dosd price we see it on the amount of dosd burned we see it on the initiatives we see it on people finally taking action again and daring to buy dosd for the long term because they know the odds of dosd going down again are just super super small because there's so much penalty for people selling and this penalty is actually being redistributed to those people who huddle DOSD or take loans on DOSD or just believe into DOSD long-term. And so that is why the ticket council has said, we need to get the DOSD price back to a dollar. The single most impactful thing that did that was the deck stabilization fee. And yes, at the end, uh, DOSD price was 70 cents at no fee or a DOSD price at 30 cents, uh, at 30% is actually the equivalent. I understand that. But the optics are completely different. Plus, and this is more important, the economics are very, very different because someone that buys DOSD at the dollar, but then for selling would only get 70 cents, has way less incentive 
to sell and trade and actually becomes by definition a long-term hodler. So it's going to be those people who are buying right now who actually believe in a project long-term. And that is right now what we need. As soon as the entire kind of tide shifts and we see this rising tide and everything becomes super easy again, then automatically the deck stabilization fee will drop to zero anyways, if not way earlier already because all the problems get, uh, get solved. But then you can have all this trading going on. At the moment, the trading is actually only helping the fathers, the, 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 the haters, the critics, the, the, the narcissists who just try to create attention. It does not help the project. And at the end, that's what the Dicker Council mission should be, which is it should help the long-term hodlers of DFI, of DSD, of D tokens, of people who are in that system long-term, not for one week, not YouTubers who just try to create clicks by, using, by misusing titles, but actually the people who invest. And so that is why the Dicker Council went out and said, we are increasing the stack stabilization fee back to 30%. It is impossible to make an announcement for that because that actually only plays into the hands of all the other people. So it has to be done instantly. And the only criticism that you could give to the ticket council is not so much that it doesn't make an announcement for that because actually that's common sense. You cannot make an announcement for that. But that the ticket council actually does that. And I do understand the valid criticism for that. And trust me, that frustration is actually shared among each and every one. I want to highlight, I'm probably a way bigger investor than most of the critics are. So I'm not doing this because I think it's funny or because, I don't know, I just, I'm not frustrated and everyone else is frustrated. And I'm like, haha, let me increase your frustration. No, it's the exact opposite. It is because I share that frustration just like every other ticket council member. And if there were another approach, then trust me, I think everyone would go down that line. There just isn't. And you actually saw that in the feedback that the larger community didn't have. The largest majority of the community actually came back and said, yes, tough move, tough decision, but it's the right decision. Guess who are the ones who are nagging and who are criticizing and who are trying to draw attention to themselves? It's actually those people that are not in the arena, that are not playing, that are outside, that are just watching. And it's always the same. It doesn't matter what favorite sport you're watching. If you are in Europe, I don't know, maybe it's football, right? Maybe you love football. I don't know, maybe it's basketball. It's not the players that are the loudest. It's always the fans. It's always those that are watching. But they cannot decide the game. The game is decided by those that are actually playing. So that is the people that you have to focus on if you actually want to win the game. You don't, want, you don't focus on the fans. You don't focus on the journalists. You don't focus on people writing, talking about the players. It's the players. It's the people in the arena. And if you look at the people in the arena, the majority of them are exactly saying that this is the right move. And so I 100% understand that frustration from everyone, trust me. But at the same time, I would really encourage you to say, hey, just short term right now, look at the results. Algo DUSD, so non-crypto backed DUSD, is decreasing dramatically. Crypto backed DUSD has been going up dramatically. The price of DUSD has never been higher with such low Bitcoin prices, DFI prices, and stock prices. Just for reference, the DeFi chain ecosystem has never seen, that's just two years old, right? Has never seen such low crypto prices, has never seen such low stock prices, D-token prices. So the DOSD system has never been tested as much as right now. And still right now, the DOSD price is as close to a dollar as never before with such low prices. 
And these results speak for themselves. And that is absolutely essential. So now just imagine, and this is now what I want to shift into. Now just imagine over the next months, years, this is how the system survives. This is how this project survives. And that's what we have to focus on. We all agree we're in a bear market. We all agree we're in a tough market. So what really matters now is to build, to add utility, add DeFi MetaChain, add on-chain governance. So things that happened yesterday with the ticket council don't have to be done by the ticket council. They can actually be done by the masternodes directly, straightforward, in really, really fast. And that's exactly the direction forward. I agree. And that is exactly the direction the project is going. With DeFi MetaChain, there's going to be so many possibilities to add utility to everything. It's possible to add DAOs, utility token to various projects. The possibilities to, to decrease the supply of DUSD is going to go up dramatically. People can build. And these are all things that are going to be possible later this year. Most people are not aware of that. They're so focused on the here and now. And that is what I really kind of want to put into this. And so that is why... I don't want to say that the ticket council decision was easy or I'm not even asking for understanding because I understand everyone who's frustrated, but I just want to highlight the results and the results really speak for themselves and they should always speak for themselves. So that is really a key thing. I'm also super happy and proud to actually see community members come in and these community members are not DC, they're not Kugi, they're not part of the ticket council and they come up with this, uh, with ideas for improving the system that are extremely good. There's just two, and hopefully we're going to talk about those two. There's two proposals that are insanely good. And they're not insanely good because I say so. They're insanely good based on their merits. And that is always the big difference between the bad ideas and the good ideas. It's purely the merits. It's the facts. It's the underlying substance. And that's absolutely exciting. And I'm excited to discuss this today. Um, and the other thing, I'm also super excited. I, I mean, we saw this on Twitter. Um, to do those DeFi chain Twitter spaces on a weekly basis. I think it's a fantastic idea. I'm going to join as many of them as possible, and so should you. One big encouragement I would have is that we don't do them always on the DeFi chain Twitter account, but actually we rotate them around among community members who want to host them. This actually helps you as well because there's going to be a lot of attention onto your Twitter account. People are going to retweet that, share that. Obviously, these have to be known accounts. Like, we cannot do this with a total unknown person. But if you are part, it, it also incentivizes you to be active in a community. So I don't know. I think uh, DeFi Chain Epic, um, Ben, I think, right, um, talked about, hey, I would love to host uh, Twitter space. Great. Let's do it there next uh, Thursday, 2 p.m. Europe time, 8 p.m. here in Singapore. In two weeks, let's do it at the next account, the next account. And then always have like a list for the next four accounts. And we can just rotate it through. Or if no one is volunteering to do it on their account, which is very ununderstandable for me, then I don't know. Let's then we go again from the start. This is actually bringing ownership to very various people. Um, it's going to really kind of show how strong and big the community is. And it's not always the attention on the ticket council, which it shouldn't be. The ticket council shouldn't have the attention. The ticket council should simply serve the community. And I understand that this is difficult at the moment uh, because there's just so many things going on. And then we can hopefully really focus on what really matters, especially what matters not so much over the next days and the next weeks. The next days and weeks are not going to be driven necessarily by DeFi chain. They're going to be driven what the Fed does and what does the stock market do? And, and what does the Fed not do? And what does the real estate market do? We all notice that this is what's driven right now. But over the next months and years, it's totally relevant what the Fed does. This is what the underlying value of the project does. It's the utility part. And that's what's time right now to build. So I just wanted to lead with that. 
Um, and I wanted to take those first 15 minutes simply so that I, I can become more of an active listener right now and not so much of an of a active speaker so that I can actually uh, go back inside, which I really have to do. But I think from my side, I shared everything. I share your frustration. I share way more hope. And I'm not just saying that by words. I put my money where my mouth is, right? I'm an active investor in DFI. I'm an active buyer of DSD. Um, my company, Take DeFi, has announced that we are investing 50 million DSD into D tokens. We haven't announced the specifics yet because I wanted to wait for the Fed meeting. And now we're actually going to start allocating. And do you think I just want to like invest 15 million DSD and just burn those 50 million DSD? Are you nuts? Like, of course not. Um, if I wouldn't believe in that, then I would simply say, you know what? It's a 30% stabilization fee. I'll bite the bullet. Doesn't matter. But I don't believe in the system. Let me get out and I'm done. But I'm not doing this. I have zero interest in that. I actually believe that those 50 million USD in, in D token are an amazing diversifier to everything else. And I think I can get extremely outsized returns there. And this is great. And everyone can do this, right? And, and that is what we want to lead by example. So I'm saying all these things, not because I'm just saying them, but I'm actually having skin in the game. I'm putting my money where my mouth is. And that is exactly the opposite. What many people on Twitter are doing, on Telegram are doing, on Reddit are doing. It's the exact opposite, right? They are very egocentric, very narcissistic, very haters, critics. And that's normal. I mean, that's, they, they have to be there. It's just like a, a football game without the fans, right? Oh, it makes no fun. You want to have the fans. So you just have to understand that. And if you, for the first time in your life, maybe, are in the arena because you're the investor and now you have to kind of look at this, then understand that this is just part of the game and this is how the game is played. And this is, at the end, how the game is won. The fans will never win the game. They think they will win, but at the end, it's always the players. And that's absolutely essential in this. So I don't know, Fabio, maybe you want to take this over from here or use it. You want to add something. We have so many people here who can actually share something. And I just want to have that intro here. Um, and I'm going to become an active listener. Um, yeah, so I'm going to hand it over to me. I think from my side, I, I really shared everything um, and, and I added all my comments on this. Uh, Fabio, are you going to take this or use it? Yes. Something? Okay, Fabio. Um, I'm, I'm just going to help out with the moderation because it's the first community space in this forum. Um, we really want to change this from uh, just having a few people here up on stage talking and we really, really want to encourage you uh, to come up on stage and to share your views. Uh, I know for a fact that Andreas, uh, he's here in the space, he's already up on stage. Uh, he's one of the community members that put forward uh, a, a quite exciting uh, proposal. And uh, I really hope, uh, Andreas, you, you, uh, if you want to share, um, I think it, it's probably a good start. Um, uh, if, you, if you just join in and, and, and don't feel pressured in any way, uh, just uh, go maybe for the proposal or introduce yourself. Uh, I, I know you have talked on, on our spaces before. So, um, yeah, I guess welcome. And in, if ever, anybody else uh, wants to join us on stage, uh, just request with clicking the bottom left icon on your screen and we will get you up to sta up, up on stage. Yeah. Hi. Um, I hope you can hear me. Um, I'm Andreas. Um... I'm pretty nervous at the moment right now, so uh, be kind for it. And um, yeah, I would like to present a proposal. Uh, Figo and I worked out based on his analysis uh, regarding the DUSD pool and how it moved compared to the 
uh, stablecoin DFI pools that it always was lacking behind in either way, it didn't matter. And we thought about, okay, what can we do without a big, big change um, just to move the DSD pool, uh, the DSD DFI pool a bit more in the white direction. And at the moment, it's the direction uh, to the, um, yeah, to the DSD to $1. And the idea behind this, everything is uh, on Reddit. And just one note, Figo is going to add some more uh, data to it in the next couple of days. He was just not able to make it before the Twitter space. And he would also like to be here as the analytic guy. And yeah, so uh, there's coming some more details on that. And the idea behind this is um, that we would like to reduce the rewards on the DOSD DFI pool as soon as the price is below 95 cents, including the DEX fee. Um, and then, for example, in our example, the, the numbers can be changed and are open to discuss, of course. And the idea is, at the moment, we have 30% of all DTOKEN rewards just on the DUSD DFI pool. And we always start from the number 30%. So if I talk about the split of like 25-5, it's like 25% um, uh, of all DTOKEN rewards are going to stay in the DUSD DFI pool. Um, yeah, so the idea is uh, to, to remove the rewards and use them to buy DUSD on the DEX. So 30% um, get burned right away and the rest is going to get burned by maybe some kind of bot. I believe the BTC burn bot is doing something similar, so it should be pretty easy to implement. I don't know that in detail, but I guess Yuzin or somebody else could uh, tell us more about it. And the reward shift goes up to uh, 50%. So that means that the split could be 15 and 15 of the total 30%, so that 15% of the total rewards get burned. And that happens as soon as the price of DUSD is at 70 cents, including the DEX fee. Of course, right now we are already below this number. And so the hit would be pretty, yeah, pretty high. And we don't wanna have the same reaction as on the DEX fee. Uh, as with the DEX fee. So we kind of thought mm, we need some kind of starting point and a daily um, yeah, adjustment. Um, we didn't do this with numbers. It was just a, yeah, just a thought we both had and feeling good with is like to start with the split of 25 and 5%. So that 5% uh, are gonna be removed from the rewards uh, to the burning of the USD and moving um, the rewards shift by 1% each day uh, to the calculated, uh, regarding the calculated price. Um, yeah, the motivation behind it is to reduce the DUSD DFI pool temporarily because we strongly believe that the stablecoin pools are gonna add a lot of liquidity as soon as the DUSD is stable again. And so it's just a temporary decrease of liquidity by the rewards. 
And that's how we would like to accomplish that the DOSD DFI pool follows uh, the other stablecoin DFI pools. I think that's about, yeah. And one other thing, sorry. Uh, the algo ratio is also um, included in the proposal that we would also uh, always do this um, burning if the algo ratio is above 50%. Uh, between, I was a fan of saying we do it to 30%. Figo was saying, ah, let's do 50%. And maybe that's something which could decide the ticker counts in the future. I, For my side, I would say, let's start with 50%. And as soon as we getting close to this number, we're doing another Twitter space, talking about it and abandon the complete logic, or we keep doing it to maybe 45 or 40%. So it's really up to us uh, how to do it. And yeah, and just to have some details, at the maximum of the 15-15 split, we would have roughly 20, uh, 21,000 DFI each day, which would be swapped to DSD. This might not sound much, but if the liquidity follows the block rewards, the pool will reduce, and this would move the pool by roughly 0.3% by day in the right direction. Yeah, that's everything. Andreas, um, first of all, thank you so much for coming here up on stage and sharing the proposal. I, I would just, uh, I'm, I'm just doing the moderation. So I reached out to DC ahead of time and I asked him to join the Twitter space as well because most of you know him. He's super deep into the technicals. He's one of the first uh, community members um, and he has a fairly deep understanding. He left me a little bit of a summary what he thinks about and I'm quoting, um, he, he says, he really likes the idea, especially because it comes from within the community and from Andreas and uh, Figo. Um, so they're uh, also they are fairly long with the community, but it's their first uh, DFIP. Um, the measures fit within the current established measures, so it's an addition. So it's an it, it, it's an evolution and not a revolution. So um, the, the solution actually um, expands upon the current measures we have. And um, he also said, if we use DFI from the current DOSD uh, DFI pool, there is no additional inflation. So no additional DFI selling pressure. It's fairly easy to implement. Maybe using you can uh, add on something to this. And the impact on the user is super low. Only a little bit, slightly less rewards, no change in handling the DUSD or D tokens, which uh, is, is kind of a, a positive point to add. Maybe using you can uh, add, on, add on to the technicals uh, of the proposal yes um yeah thanks thanks andrea for uh, coming up with this idea uh like dz uh like uh, most people here i think that's a really really great idea for for many many reasons one it's 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 very very straightforward like we're not introducing uh, another new complicated measures about about uh the the scheme to to bring it to bring the USD back, it's a, it's a very straightforward measure. It's removing uh, uh, some incentive right now and use it to uh, to, to buy the USD back. And a lot of that is already in place uh, today. And we don't need a hard fork for this. Um, so Ticker Council, as long as we vote for uh, that, it's supported by by Ticker Council to 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 bring this um, uh, to be implemented. Uh, it could be done without a hard fork. So, uh, so there's no risk 
of any rushed code to implement this. And there is no uh, additional uh, complicated measures on the economic side about this whole thing. And uh, on the implement implementation side, I'm gonna um, uh, describe it a little bit. So the way that it's gonna be is um, if this is approved, there will be um, a, a, a pool that is set up with only one token in that pool and that's immediately turned off. So there's no trading, no one's owning it. So there will be a bot that has the liquidity on that pool and that gets the, re the reward on the, on, the, on the reward that gets reduced from the DOSD DFI pool. So that bot will now immediately, um, every couple of minutes will going to buy DOSD and then burn them. And all of this is going to be trackable, just like the bot that's doing it for the DBTC part. And all this will be transparent and very, very trackable and very predictable as well. So there's no one that's uh, able to to game this. And uh, the, the the trading volume is also just on a bit by bit. So there's no like large trade that will move the market or anything like that. So there's no, like no one can, can, can game it. Uh, I also want to add as well that um, the price in, uh, as part of this uh, idea is that there's a, there's price as a factor. So the price will be taken not at a fixed time, but on the average way. So this is a bit uh, where the bot will then have to aggregate the price over a couple of uh, period in in a day. So this allows uh, again, like there's no like shocking, like you can you can't time when the bot is going to take a, the price and then uh, make a large trade to, so that you take it at, at a certain price. So it averages out over the day. It's a it's a very very smooth uh, sailing measure. So there's nothing. Um, no one could could game anything. Uh, suddenly, like no, no, no whales or no insider could gain anything. Uh, if if you're a DFI holder, if you're a DFI investor, I think this should should um should be uh, should benefit all of us, and we we will see a a stable um system um for this. Yeah, let me know if you have any questions on the technical side. I'm happy to explain more. Um, actually, I would have one addition um regarding the feedback from DZ because he talked about no additional inflation is added. Um, that's regarding, I believe, um, we, um, Figo and I, actually we started thinking about um, maybe somebody listen, uh, was following Figo on Twitter. We started the idea because of burned DFI, which is uh, removed or which is burned with each block reward. And the problem with that is that this increases the inflation and then we move to the DSD pool. Just if anybody had the question or didn't know why would there be additional inflation? Uh, thanks for clarifying that. Uh, if anybody has any questions, please feel free to raise your hand coming up on stage. I think Mark76, uh, maybe you have some uh, question or something to add. Hi. Um, not about this DFIP, but uh, just a su suggestions to his Twitter space. Maybe before we uh, talk about another proposal, maybe you can ask the people here in the room if someone would like to voice his opinion about yesterday or other topic topics. I see many people who were very active writing on Twitter, but not asking to be heard here. Maybe we can ask anyone if he would like to voice his opinion uh, maybe with a little three to five minute time, li time limit so we can just hear many people with many opinions. 
before presenting another idea. Thanks. Yes, of course, the stage is open for anybody. Uh, any topic is fair game. Any opinion uh, may be voiced here. Uh, I, I invited Benny and BTC Bacon. Yeah, thanks, Andreas, for the suggestion. I um, already um, had a Reddit post on this stuff. So, um, yeah, I'm a little bit unhappy because uh, 20,000 DeFi, that is not so much. Um, however, I think, yeah, maybe it's only a small piece uh, to the whole solution. So um, uh, thanks for contributing there. Um, I have uh, a question regarding the, the rewards. Um, you only take the rewards of uh, the two stablecoin pools and uh, DeFi Dust. Um, can you clarify why we would not take um, the rewards of all liquidity pools, which would be in that way some kind of fair thing because um, yeah, you want to solve the DOSD problem um, yeah, with the rewards of everyone. So everyone pays a little bit to it. That's a very good point because it was my first argument with Figo about it. I had the exact same um, thought. Actually, um, it's only the DSD DFI pool. It's not with the stablecoin pools. Um, and this is because if we do it with stablecoin pools, this would um, add real sell pressure to uh, the DFI because the rewards would have to be sold um, uh, through another um, pool because you go from DFI to uh, DUSDC and then to DUSD if you do it on the stablecoin pools. That's why we didn't uh, propose it to do it on the DUS, uh, on the stablecoin pools. Question one. And the other question, um, we could use maybe in the future, we could use uh, additional rewards from everybody. But another incentive of this proposal is to reduce the DUSD DFI pool. And this wouldn't happen if we do it with the rewards of everybody. I, I want to add a, a bit of thought there. I mean, it's not, it's not a, uh, I do hear that the, the suggestion on that. So my, my thinking is that um, it makes sense for it to reduce the DFI DUSD one for the reason that Andreas mentioned. I just want to add as well that uh, it, it, it makes it, if, the, if, we, if we keep the D token and DUSD rewards staying the same, so it creates an incentive for for a user to get into the system because the the APY is to remain high on that side, and um, we we that that creates a inflow. And on the other, on the second factor as well, if the uh, DFI USD pool gets thinner, it allows the bot to be even more effective as it buys USD over time. So the reduction of the liquidity on DFI USD will serve the bot even more effective to bring USD price up. So I think if it's still a factor, I feel that it makes sense for us to go with the FI USD pool. Hey everyone, maybe a question from my side here. Um, we hear a lot about fundamentals and that uh, numbers are moving in the right direction. My question in here is more, what are these goal numbers? And is there like a sheet or something to check these numbers that the community has kind of, kind of an easier overview 
and to get more confident in the solutions what we currently implementing. For that, my answer will be to check uh, disease dashboard because uh, disease dashboard is tracking how much uh, burning on the DOSD is happening and how much uh, um, collateral, uh, how much algo DOSD versus collateralized uh, DOSD is happening. And we can see that the burning of DOSD has been increased dramatically uh, from the from the various measures that has been put in. And as well on the algo part, uh, it has been reducing over time and we're uh, I, I don't know the number right now. Uh, it has been reduced as well, uh, really uh, dramatically over time. And I want to add as well that the current measure is working very well and there's no uh, shock. Like th This is the part where if we start to feel impatient and we wish that every measure would have an overnight effect of correction, then if any small price movement is going to cause a major shock to this whole system, if suddenly a lot of a lot of fund leases system or a lot of funds come in and there's this uh, lock that holds it in place and then suddenly the locks been released and then there's a, it's the shock part is gonna cause a lot of disruption to the system. Where currently we're having an ex accelerated rate of burning over time and it's in a very predictable rate, but the rate has been increasing. And with this, I'm pretty sure that we will be getting back uh, USD back to a dollar soon, and the algo ratio for USD will go to uh, the, the the desired fifty percent uh, very very soon, and it's going in the right direction. Um, maybe one more time, if if there's anybody within the space that has. Uh, some topic, something on their mind that uh, he or she wants to share, uh, please uh, just push the button on the left corner of your screen and uh, come up on stage. Uh, any question or any topic is fair game. Uh, we have um, the DFETCH and Accelerator account uh, here on stage as well. Maybe they have something to share. Or uh, if any of the speakers wish to uh, transition into another topic, uh, please feel free to do so. Well, if you already already grant me the stage, I mean, I can say a few words. Um, I I personally, so it's it's Ben. I don't know. Probably not everybody knows me yet from the accelerator team. Um, I I haven't been deeply involved in all the latest uh, measures that have been proposed on Reddit. Um, I will definitely look into them. Um, I think we're moving in the right direction. I also am supportive of the ticker council decision of increasing the stabilization fee again. Because what is obvious is that selling a project with a coin, with a stable coin at 65 cents is way more difficult than selling it when it's at 94 cents. And yes, it's not perfect because people get locked in the system. And it's definitely something we should really, really try solving um, as quickly as possible because it's just making the project less attractive. I think everybody knows that and is aware of that. Um, and... But we also have to keep in mind, I mean, all these news around the stablecoin are obviously something that people pull down and looking at the world economics and everything that's going on. I mean, it's very easy to get sad about <laughs> financial things, um, but uh, the fundamentals of the project didn't really change. And we, we've still been working a lot uh, with different like companies and, and, and we have 
lots of opportunities on as accelerator team uh we will maybe we actually have an announcement this friday it's not yet that that might be very interesting for a lot of people in the community um but um yeah i mean it's important that you sometimes get some distance from these things to calm you down because uh, i mean it can be very stressful if if you're thinking about this all the time and and then you're super worried um so um don't don't be too worried i think uh, we are moving in the right direction and we we as the accelerator team we we try everything to um increase the soft facts of the project and um so yeah don't be, don't be too worried i think i think it's all good I would have one question regarding my um, proposal to Yuzin, because uh, he's part of the Ticker Council. Um, Figo and I wasn't sure about it. Is this proposal in the full power of the Ticker Council so that you could decide everything regarding any aspect in it? In my own personal opinion, I believe that it is within the 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 power of the ticker council to pull this off because the ticker council has the power to to um to affect the the change of the reward that's clearly written out based on the economy's condition and based on new tokens that that that's been introduced and all of these um so for this it warrants a a, a um a clear change here and uh, it's very clearly communicated, and to me, it feels like it is it is a um, ticket council uh, within ticket council's right to change it. Um, obviously, I mean, there's a diff on that, and to me, it's it's clear. But if there's any objections on that, I'm happy to hear that because we are running this uh, as transparent as possible. I mean, words are words. We we put that really clear. To me, it's clear that it's within the the the, the role. I haven't heard any. Anyone is objecting to it except um, I did hear the ticker council. Uh, it's not a uh, it's not a fully decentralized uh, way to to govern this thing, which I completely agree. And I think everyone, every all of us here in the ticker council completely agrees. But all of us here are doing what we have to do to make this project successful, while we're trying to find that 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 perfect spot where all of this can then be fully automated as part of the consensus of the blockchain. And then the sticker council can be fully resolved. We can let it run on its own. So we, this is a monumental task that we're doing here. Uh, not just us, but I mean, every one of us here, all of us, including community, including everyone, including developers, including all the ideas that everyone's putting in. It's a, it's a lot of, it, we're trying to build a system. It works for a lot of cases, but on a bear market, there's this extreme condition that, that will, Affected. So now we're at the stage where we need to do something here to to um to to bring it back up for everyone to to regain um to regain the confidence of the community and on the project. And with this, I feel that it's part of the ticket council's um power. If anyone wants to disagree with that, I'm happy to hear that thought. Well, when I jump in, I disagree with that. I suggest we put this on vote by the masternodes because it's just a little bit more than just um, shifting a few rewards from one D token to another token. 
So my opinion would be, let's uh, vote. Let's ask the master nodes for their vote on this one. That's fair. I mean, for things like this, so we do some of the urgent changes that we have to do, we will put it as a defit so that the master nodes can vote as well. So for this, I think we all have to decide here. Do we want to pull off and because we just have done a, a, a full round of defit? Uh, if if you had to wait for the next one, it would come in for, I don't know, like a month later. So do we want to wait for that? Or do we want to pull in an emergency vote? Or do we all think that it's within the power of the ticket council, which I believe it is. It's very clearly written that, that it is. Um, if you want to put through a vote, I mean, we could do that. And we could, we could still put in a vote of confidence to make sure that everyone agrees to that change. But that takes time. So do we want a fast change or do we want to go through this whole process um, of DFib, which is the right way I agree, but it's all how fast do we want it? And is it within the right of ticket council, which to my opinion, in my opinion, it is. Actually, I'm, uh, my question was regarding um, the background that the ticker council, uh, ticker council is in the power of abandon the logic if we see some Im some negative impact uh, that we didn't thought through. So I'm kind of with Mark, but also with Yuzin, because uh, the power of the ticker council is also important to abandon logic. And if we vote by master nodes to activate it, we also have to wait for another no, uh, another vote to deactivate it again if we didn't consider any uh, something. So I'm more with using because of both sides, the activation and the deactivation is possible um, on a faster way. Okay, but it would be possible to add the ticker council's uh, right to deactivate this in the proposal that masternodes vote on. So we only vote on activating it, but in the DFIP, we add that the ticker council, ticker council can deactivate it anytime. But I'm just one person here. I think there are many more masternodes owner here, so I would like to hear their opinion too. Just voice my own, my, my personal opinion. Yeah, maybe, maybe I, sorry, Yusin, you want to say something? Um, there you go ahead. Um, so, so yeah, I think what what Mark says has a he has a point on that. I think when we can make a emergency CFIP, I think that's personally what I think would be the right move for the community and to give the the people, uh, the masternode owners, the chance to vote on it. Um, just and and that's just a perception I had from from the last decision that this causes some momentum in the community when these decisions are made. Even though I personally think it was the right decision. I also saw that a lot of people were very upset about it. So I think if there is a possibility for an emergency CFIP, um, uh, DFIP, sorry, um, then I, I would vote for this one um, because it's just fair to everybody. Um, but if this would mean that we have to wait four or six weeks, yeah, I mean, then we're talking about something else. But um, if there is an emergency um um, possible, then I, I would, I would, I would recommend doing that.
Yeah, I hear that. Um, yeah, so yeah, we we all have to decide if you want to do an emergency one, like because that that involves uh, organizing and, and doing. It. I mean, we can. So, but definitely, what we're gonna do is if we if this is uh, gone through through the ticker council. I mean, if everyone it, or most people in the community decides that it's uh, it should go through, then what then ticker council would activate this. But what's gonna happen as well that DFIP will continue to be submitted to either on the next DFIP round or if you all perceive the emergency round. And for whatever reason that the masternodes do not agree with this, this will immediately halt. So Ticker Council will always respect what the masternodes vote for. So I want to make that clear. Ticker Council some stepping in to make sure that we are solving problems in time based on the community sentiments, like in this case, we are also adhering to community sentiment and what, how, how it adheres, how, how, it, how it adjusts according to that. But if in any, any chance the master do not agree to that, that always overrides the council's decision. So I want to make that clear. Can I ask something about the timeframes? Because Andreas mentioned that um, he will um, yeah, go into the numbers with FIGO, so they will present it one more time, maybe next week. Then uh, there will be a decision, um, maybe on the TICO Council, you have to implement it. So I think we are talking about two weeks, and when the masternode voting is in four weeks, so we won't lose anything if um, yeah, TICO Council approves the project, and two weeks later, there's also a DFIP on it. Maybe there can this, you can combine this in a way. Um, sorry about the, the FIGO has all the data already. He's planning to do it tonight or tomorrow and adding it to the Reddit post and on Twitter. Most data is already available, but it's kind of messy in between two or three posts of him. So uh, that's that's just the thing. So the data might be there this weekend already. Yeah, yeah but but you uh, you mentioned that you would. Uh, present some better numbers on the splits and, and so on. So you mentioned that you would like to make another uh, community sp uh, Twitter space on this. Um, and um, so I thought that this would be maybe next week. So then we would be one week further. And um, yeah, I, I just wanted to, to, to uh, have uh, get a feeling on the time frames because maybe it's not that's uh, critical and you can do the masternode voting and already start two weeks before the masternode voting with uh, with your solution so then I, I would see on the one hand yeah you, your solution can go to work can maybe also already prove uh, that it's uh, that it's fine and you would uh, also fulfill mark uh, 76 um, um, uh, um, uh, thinking about uh, making a, 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 a masternode decision on it, so you would have both. So <laughs> maybe this could be possible in this way. Well, as as I said, uh, it's only my opinion. I don't know if other, how other masternode owners think about it, but maybe we can uh, just uh, create a little uh, GitHub entry and ask the masternodes, would you like to vote on this or are you okay with uh, if the ticker council decides when it's activated and deactivated, just no, not really an, an official voting round, just, dear masternodes, please 
give us a signed message within the next five days if you would like to vote on it or if you are okay with uh, the master notes, uh, I'm sorry, the ticker council deciding it. Yeah, that could be one way to go. This will be the first time that we do uh, a preliminary um, kind of poll. The alternative would be to go through what we do with the voting um, for the T-token listing, because we already have that mechanism in place when we go with the T-token listing. Maybe you can use that as well um, for the sentiment before we decide if we want to go through a full uh, round of, uh, of an emergency um, defit for this one. Okay. The, uh, the D-token survey would also allow normal community members to voice their opinion, not only the master nodes, but everybody who's, who, can who can use uh, Google Docs can voice his opinion on this. Maybe that's the better way. So we also get the opinion from major community members also. Um, so just from an organizational standpoint, then I'm happy in facilitating this uh, together with DC or maybe with other community members that want to help. So usually DC runs the ticker votings. Uh, if this is fine with everybody that's here on stage, or if not, please raise your hand and come up on stage. I would reach out to DC and ask him if he can facilitate a, a smaller survey, which we could start later today or tomorrow. Uh, let's give... Uh, maybe a five to seven day time period for people to engage with that vote. And we will see uh, pretty, pretty fast how the outcome of that is. We can organize another community space next week to go through the data that Figo and Andreas can provide. And so we could, in theory, we could move fairly fast. Uh, maybe you guys have some, some inputs on that. Sounds good. Yeah, before I uh, just want to change the topic a little bit. I'm not, not really changing, just want to drive attention to a bit of a development side a little bit. I just want to uh, give a quick, quick updates on DeFi meta chain since we have this uh, community space right now. Um, DeFi meta chain has been going on, development has been going on really, really actively. Um, it's scheduled to release uh, in Q4, and Testnet should be coming in about um, two months from now, and I just want to drop the attention that the um, the the repository for MetaChain is uh, open source, is public. Uh, so for those of you who can code and who can review code, um, please do check out the the, the repo on GitHub, dfich uh, slash MetaChain, and uh, try to compile it. It's on Rust and uh, follow through the discussions because. On the blockchain side, uh, we have been getting a lot of good reviews from community members, and on MetaChain as well. We would definitely uh, the the developers would definitely appreciate a lot of reviews from the community uh, on the direction. Uh, and the, the the development is going very well and very, very actively. Um, DeFi MetaChain, I do personally believe that will bring in a lot of um, a lot of interest to to DeFi chain um, to allow. Um, users to build things on DeFi chain. I' looking forward to see what people are coming up with, and we should see we should be seeing a lot more uh, vibrant ecosystem on the DeFi chain side with uh, with the EVM support. Uh, as well, I also want to remind on the on the hackathon, which um, which the 
uh, Buzz Air Research team has put out uh, that will also come uh, as the DMC comes up. And with that, um, I do see that uh, DeFi Foundation will get a lot of um, attention, a lot of uh, hype, and a lot more good projects, a lot more uh, ecosystem building coming up uh, on the DeFi chain side. So that's on the positive side. I just want to give a quick update on Meta Chain there. Thanks. Hi there. Um, I have a question regarding the idea from Andreas. Um, so does this uh, idea then put any selling pressure on DFI because those rewards are swapped from DFI to DUSD? Or am I not quite getting it right there? Maybe Andreas or Yusin could give me a quick answer. Andreas, you want to go? Uh, you can go. I think you can explain it a bit better, or I can. I can just start, and you correct me if I'm wrong. Um, this is only happening if DUSD is in the discount. So the DFI DUSD pool didn't follow the real the real price of DFI uh, regarding the DFI USDC and USDT pools. So we only do it uh, when we have a DUSD discount. This should never affect the real price of DFI. It just um, increases the DUSD price because it didn't follow the other pools. Correct me if I'm wrong, Yusin. No, that's 100% correct. Uh, I also want to add as well that DUSD is uh, it, it's a, it, it's a system that you get into and for you to get out, you you can you you either go through DFI or you go through or you go through um um the, the stablecoin pool. So when you soften DFI into DUSD, you are it's still within the system. You are still within. You're bringing the energy into the system. You're not leaving the the system. So there is no sell pressure uh, on the whole DFI. If DUSD price goes up, DFI goes up as well. The confidence goes up. Everything's uh, it's going to be up again. So. Yeah, if we if we're selling DFI into the other crypto, then that will not be contributing to the DeFi chain ecosystem. If we sell it to, let's say, I don't know something else uh, like some other token, then we are burning that token, and we are not really um, bringing benefit to the DeFi chain system. But this is DUSD, so we're just channeling that energy from DFI into DUSD, and that stays within the system. Nothing goes out, so and that brings up DUSD price. So it's a win-win for everyone. Thanks very much for addressing that question. Uh, block one million four hundred thirty thousand. Uh, maybe you have something to say. Oh yeah. Uh, hi. Can you, uh, can everybody hear me? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so hello to everyone listening. Um, I have a deeply fundamental economical question. Um, it's off topic to the things that we discussed already. Um, since some of you know that I think the current uh, DUSD design is not able to be a stable coin because uh, of, I would call them economical flaws, 
Um, I want to ask uh, two questions. And uh, since Julian is only listening right now, maybe Yusin can answer it. But uh, of course, everyone is invited to answer. And so the first question is, since the, the US dollar shall be a stable coin to the US dollar and um, the dollar as a currency, what makes a currency actually a currency? And then what makes the DUSD a currency? Since it tries to mimic a US dollar, it needs to also have the same requirements to be a currency, right? And the second question is, um, what makes a stablecoin actually a stablecoin? I ask because I have the feeling that we as a community have missed asking what requirements are necessary that, you, uh, that you, DUSD actually can be a stablecoin packed to one US dollar. Because obviously it's not working by labeling it as a, a stablecoin and set the oracle price to one dollar and build incentives around it. Because one US dollar is also stable because of reasons. And I just want to ask, can any, anybody uh, tell me why this is so that we have like the same economical base to talk about a certain topic like stablecoins and um, yeah, how they actually work. Thank you. Sure. Uh, yeah, thanks. That, that's a good question. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go back a bit on stablecoin design. So stablecoin, the the goal of stablecoin is to bring um, a coin where the value it's it's stable against another uh, another reference uh, currency. In this case, we're talking about USD here. So there are a couple of models of stablecoin that you can create. So the the most traditional one would be a dollar back stablecoin, just like uh, USDT, for example, or USDC, for example. So you have, you have um, you create a stablecoin. So there's two mechanisms that's involved in creating that stablecoin. So you need a mint solution. So you, you walk to the issuer, you give the issuer a dollar or $10, and then $10, $10 stablecoin gets minted. And the other solution that's needed, which is the redemption part. So if you, if you receive a five stablecoin, you walk to the issuer, you say, I want to get my dollar back, not your dollar, it could be someone else's dollar, but you want to get it back so you can redeem it. And that, that five stablecoin gets gets uh, gets burned and gets destroyed. And that and the $5 notes in that vault gets sent to you. So that's how you create a a, uh, a stablecoin that's backed by by dollar. And if if this stablecoin, for whatever reasons, gets sold cheaper on the DAX, so a, a, any sane trader would buy on the exchange, for let's say 99 cents and you walk to the issuer and say, I want to redeem it for a dollar. So you make one cent. If it's selling by 1.05 cents on the exchange, you would then go to the issuer and say, can I have a dollar? Here's $5. Can I have $5 here? And then you're going to sell it on the DEX because you get 5% extra. This is the most easiest way to do a stable coin. And then um, four or five years back where MakerDAO came up with a very interesting solution um, where it's not backed by actual dollar, it's backed by cryptocurrency. So it sounds very revolutionary back then, but if you think about it, it's just like how real world loans are made. Because if you buy a house, you mortgage your house with your bank, you get a loan for that. So you're putting your house as collateral to the bank and then um, the bank's going to provide you a, a credit line, you draw from that. If you fail to pay, the bank repossess your house and sell it in the market. So this model 
is the same as what MakerDAO comes up with. And you can put up your ETH and you can borrow, uh, die from it. Uh, it's just worth a dollar. It doesn't mean that it's worth a dollar. It's just, it's just, it's just a token that's, that's um, considered a dollar. So if this token is worth more on an exchange, let's say 1.05 on an exchange. So what people would do is then if you have a loan on Maker, you would then go to the exchange and no, wait, you would take out a loan at, at $1 and you would go to the exchange for selling for 1.05 and then you, you close it so you make that 5%. So if you it's the other way around, then you would buy it and then if you have a loan, you can then close it because you then pay less. Right? You, 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 you buy 95 cents on the exchange and you close your loan for, for a dollar so you pocket a 5% difference. So this is a crypto-backed stable coin. And then we have the algorithmic stable coin where it's basically an exchange between a liquid cryptocurrency to a fixed stable coin, to a fixed stable currency. So with that, we've seen um, Terra, where it goes both ways from Terra to UST, where you can burn Terra and you can mint UST based on the price of Terra when you burn it. And you can go the other way around, the other way around as well. So when you, when you want to come out, you want to redeem your UST, you will then burn your UST and get whatever Terra that's worth for the dollar that you burn. Yeah, if Terra is trading at $2, you get 0.5 Terra when you, when you burn your, your dollar. So the problem with this is that when, when it creates a death spiral situation. So if UST price is worth less, then, um, then you're going to create more Terra and you're going to sell them, you're going to crash more. And then it just it just creates a death spiral where you're just gonna print more and more that crypto on a liquid crypto and just gonna crash it more and more, right? So the difference between that and DOSD, which is DOSD uses both model of MakerDAO, which is a proven model by using crypto back. So we have that loan system on on DeFi chain, and that's a proven model. It's worked today. It's been work. It's been working well for the last many years. That DAO. Uh, that DAO is active. The initial, the initial day when DAO was created, there was some volatility as well when the market was small. But over time, if you look at the graph of DAI, it has been really, really stable. Uh, even through the the bear and 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 bull market. So for DOSD, we started with this goal, and then uh, and then the algorithmic part was created for to allow. Um, the to allow the uh, the dynamics with the tokens, so that part is where we're getting to this um, dynamics that brings in the the the, the futures and uh, and the spot trading part of the tokens. But the difference between DUSD and Terra is that the, you cannot create DFI from 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 DUSD. You can only sell it on the Dex. So this part is what I what I what I call it um, the invisible hand. Like the market, you do not move the market by going out of the loop. So when you do that, you create a lot of un unknown economic effect. If you sign on the DAX, there's always that that um, demand and uh, supply uh, factor involved. So you're not, there's nothing that you move the market outside of that demand supply curve. If you, when you mint and burn something, you always move it outside. But if it's only one way, then it actually stays within the system. There's no death spiral on USD. Um, the only problem is that when USD is, is, is low, there has, um, 
when people are, I mean, a lot of people are exiting the system because there's so much um, algorithmic DOSC is floating around because of the economic incentive when market was bullish, that you could use the future mechanism to make money out of that, that we have so much algorithm DOSC going around. So when we have so much algorithm floating around, the the incentive to, the mechanism to bring up the price of DOSD on the maker part is that you would increase the interest to increase the demand of buying back DAI so that you will close up your loan. But on our part, because there's so much algorithm floating around, that part is not really that effective because it has so, it, it started with like less than 10% a loan initially. But that that ratio now has gone up. So we've gone up to, 30% now, I think, and it's going to continue to go up. So once you get to 50%, then we're at that sweet spot where the algorithmic part is, algorithmic part is working well and the crypto back part is working well. So our goal is to create that first working algorithmic stable coin that's, that's partly algorithmic, partly crypto back and, um, and, and a large ecosystem around it. So I do believe that we are getting there. And all these measures are happening so drastically because we are we are at a very drastic state now. If we're not, if we started at 50-50, then one of the defib that was put in in the early days where um, um, Kugi and myself worked on that and Julian as well uh, quite a bit, that one would work really well because we started at 50-50. But because we're so far ahead, we're so far behind on that um, split where there's a lot more correction that needs to be done. And it also needs to be done in a very, very careful manner so that it doesn't shock the market. Once you shock the market, you create a lot of unknown um, um, effects out of that. You might move it back to a dollar quickly, but you don't know what's going to happen after that when, when, when things start to be um, stable again. So I'm, it's very clear the data points that we are getting to that direction now. It's just a matter of, how fast do we want it? Do we want to uh, accelerate it furthermore by by reducing a little bit of the rewards on on a pool so that we burn a bit more DUSD to get to that 50-50 state that we all desire? Or do we want to let it stay its course and get there eventually just um, a longer time? I hope that, ex that explains it. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, especially that you um, also uh, talked about the different designs of, of stable coins um, that everyone uh, can, uh, yeah, just if someone is new that uh, they have uh, a clue what we are actually talking about when we talk about stable coins, because it's a really um, difficult topic, I think. And but the, the, the key thing what, what you talked about, Yusin, is um, that uh, MakerDAO is uh, backed by crypto. And um, USDT or USDC, for example, is backed by actual dollars. And the thing is, every time when you have those things, like uh, you have it backed by USD, it's convertible. And also, if MakerDAO is backed by crypto, it's also convertible back in US dollars because the collateral you have, you can put back in US dollars. But we have the problem that the DUSD is not convertible, but it's a main um, requirement to be, so like the currency needs to be convertible to something else um, in, a, in a stable manner, because if it's not, then obviously it's happened, uh, uh, the, the, the outcome is that it's not stable, like we see right now with DUSD. And I also understand um, the whole point of burning uh, DUSDs, 
in, in the current uh, ecosystem. Um, but the, the question here, uh, what comes to my mind is, um, the only incentive right now, or not, not the only, but the strong incentive right now um, to create new DUSD loans is uh, the negative, uh, negative interest fee, right? Uh, no, no, the, the negative interest uh, that you receive when you open up the DUSD loan. And um, we tried to get to this 50-50 ratio to Algo and um, uh, loan-backed uh, uh, DUSD loans. Uh, and if we are at this point, actually, the thing is that we should remove the uh, DEX fee if we reach this point. But at this point, when we um, drop off the DEX fee, there is no more burn. No more burn means that uh, there is no negative interest, means there is no incentive or only little incentive to um, have those DUSD loans open. And uh, we have seen that before the negative interest uh, rate started, that there were only 10 million DUSD uh, loans uh, open. So this is kind of the, the, the amount what the market needs actually right now. So the question is, do we need to burn all DUSD except of maybe 10 millions that the other 10 millions, which would be in a loan, um, uh, make it like this 50-50. And you see, I mean, if this would be the case, then obviously we can't burn 180 million uh, DUSD like this. Um, this is just like not possible out of uh, math um, uh, reasons. And um, there's also another point uh, why I think that this is actually not working because um, all those DUSD loans that we open um, they are just in the system, but they are not actually sold into the system. Um, and this is like, um, if you don't sell those DUSD into the system, and this is about like the um, uh, short seller uh, uh, topic, um, obviously now we don't need those DUSD, and I'm fully aware of that. Um, that uh, someone uh, says those DUSD into the system. I mean, actually, we need them and we don't need them because if they um, do this, then they also burn additional DUSD. And, um, but if you take this incentive also away, the question is um, is everyone who is selling DUSD tries actually to exit the system right now, right? Because otherwise, you don't take the fee. And if there's no incentive to create those DUSD loans and sell them to create more DUSD and burn DUSD, then the question is, what is the actual incentive after all of this burn to have the, the loans open? Because back then, and I'm finished after this point, <laughs> and someone else can say something, um, back then when everything was backed in the DUSD system and there was no burn, the actual incentive to mint DUSD was that if you uh, sell those DUSD, you get cheap uh, DFI, for example, because there was a 40-50% premium, and you um, put your collateral in the vault, you get um, uh, you mint DUSD, sell them at the market, and you get practically the, the same amount you sold in actual dollars or DUS, uh, so the actual dollars like uh, DUST or DUSC back or Bitcoin or uh, Ether, whatever you, you wanted to buy, 
And so you had your loan and more crypto on top. And this was actually the incentive. But this incentive is not uh, there anymore if the uh, DUSD will be at $1 in maybe two years or one year or next week. I, I don't know. So this is, I know it's a, it's a lot to say, but um, maybe you get what I mean. Sorry to make uh, to, that it was so complicated. <laughs> Mark Samsek, do you want to go? Hello, can you hear me? Yes, Joe. Yeah, I actually have an idea for that. We could take some of the block reward for the G tokens and use that to incentivize the loans. Yes, yeah, we could continue to incentivize a loan or we can let it run just like how it would be on when when USC is at a dollar. So the reason why you would take on a loan is that you want to leverage on your crypto. Like you could hold DFI, you could hold um, um, Bitcoin, so you're not selling them, and you could take out a loan for 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 DUSC. And you can buy more DFI, you can buy more Bitcoin, you can buy more uh, D stocks. Uh, so this is. It's just a natural, a very, very natural way of um, running a, a normal economy. So you would take a loan, you would accrue interest, and that would burn more USD as you pay back um, because you're going to pay back more. And that creates a demand of buying USD and that push up the price. And with all the um, DEX fees that gets burned, so that creates a demand and supply uh, where everything is uh, is green again. Right? So this is the the... The intention of the loan, where you could, or you would take out of the system, but you would actually just you don't you do not want to sell your DFI, you do not want to sell your Bitcoin, you just want to take out a loan and and uh, pay some bills. So these are all the use case of of a loan. So we we don't really need that strong incentive on a loan itself when we when we're back because we also have liquidity mining, and uh and and all this will create a, a incoming demand. Like if you remember back in the days when. Um, when we don't have, uh, when we first started this, uh, there was a strong demand uh, coming in uh, into the system where um, USD was even traded at, I don't know, like 140 or something. Uh, and uh, the, the future part was introduced so that we could actually bring it back down uh, to a dollar. Um, but that, um, that gets uh, traded quite actively with all the futures and all the, all the, uh, um, um, all all that um, market making trades that people are doing, so that creates uh, a ton of uh, algorithmic token, and that's not good during uh, during bear market. So we're trying to bring it back to fifty fifty again, and that should then work just like uh, how it's how it's intended to be. Uh, can I say another thing? But what happens when DUSD gets into a premium like we had in the beginning? So we need something that more people would take a loan as DUSD. Isn't that the incentive itself? If the DUSD is at 120, people have incentive to take a loan because it's cheaper. Ah, yeah, true thing. That's that's actually correct. Yeah, this is this is correct. But the thing is, um, if you take the loan, in, the, in this example, uh, if you take the loan, uh, you wouldn't actually sell the DUSD. So they are like neutral in the system, right? Because why should you um, 
uh, mint the DUSD for $1 and then pay $1.20 to get new crypto, for example. So this is not really an incentive. Otherwise, you would pay, uh, pay like a 20% fee in this uh, regard, right? No, you get the uh, the crypto cheaper is if DUSD is in a premium. Oh, if, if DUSD is in a premium. Sorry, I, I, I thought uh, he said uh, DFI. Sorry. No, no, I said uh, DUSD, yeah, but, but how are you going to close the loan? You have to buy it back at some point and then you have to buy it more expensive. Okay, guys, um, we're already like 80 or 90 minutes in. Uh, maybe, I don't know, Ralph uh, just joined us up, uh, up on stage. Uh, do you have something to add to the discussion? Yes, thank you. Um, I want to, to add a little bit because uh, I was um, had a lot of critics in the last uh, weeks. And uh, I think um, the, the main problem is that we... Um, use uh, DUSD or we, we sell it uh, like it's a stable coin but, but maybe it's uh, a bit different because um, we don't have the uh, redemption so we don't have a stable coin if we call it um, a utility coin for the uh, DeFi chain uh, it's not a big problem if it's 94 cents or 106 um, that's uh, not a real problem because it's just needed to uh, work on the chain to buy uh, D-token and other things. Um, maybe it's a, a solution um, that we uh, don't compare it with other stablecoins. If we don't uh, use it as a stablecoin, we don't have to... Um, get it like uh, die, um, which is completely backed. I'm I'm a fan. If it's a stable coin, it should be backed. But if it's uh, just a utility coin to uh, use things on the DeFi chain, it doesn't have to be backed. That's uh, some sort. Thank you. That's that's a that's a good suggestion. Um, like why why do we even have DUSD in the first place? Because all the D tokens can actually be paired with DFI, and um, yeah, it it can be done that way as well. Just the only problem is that uh, it's harder for you to um to to do long or short on on D tokens without getting any uh crypto exposure to 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 your price. So you can like just um take out um. Like short uh, a D stock without getting exposure on, um, on the, um, on the on on the dollar itself. So because you for the the USP for D tokens would be that in in a in in um that it is paired with um with USD in the uh, other market. So when you do it on the on DeFi chain itself, when it's not with USD, it's just harder for you to value that, and harder for you to uh. Uh, a trade on that. So the initial thought was, if you do it with with USD, it's more natural, uh, and more it's more 
more enticing as well for new users to come in and and um use it to trade um D tokens. So yeah, that's I mean that that's a that's a valid suggestion actually. I have to say that. Just one thing from my side, I'm I'm not an expert when it comes to the different different stable coins, but um what I what I've looked into recently was uh, liquidity. And they have an interesting approach to this. Like they have a very low uh, collateral ratio. I think it's 110%. And it looks like that their stable coin is very stable, at least within a certain range. It's not always 100% at $1, but close. Is this something we have looked into? Um, I mean, it's not where we at at the moment to change um, the way um, the whole system works, especially because we are not at that collateral ratio. But um, is this something we have looked into or somebody is looking into? I'm not sure I have. Uh, I'll be happy to look into it. But if there's anyone has looked into it further, I'd be happy to see an article on that. Or, or maybe someone can give a, a deeper perspective on how uh, you can um, improve on the, um, on the DOSD um, situation right now with the with the um, inspiration from uh, another system. I think you cannot uh, compare it directly uh, because mechanisms are different. Um, the liquidity um, thing is uh, that uh, if uh, you are under 110%, um, there is no auction or something. Um, they have a stability pool, um, which uh, gains a little bit interest. And um, in the stability pool, there is the um, item you can, uh, but in, in liquidity terms, it's uh, uh, Ethereum. And then uh, you automatically sell uh, the collateral and uh, get the loan backed if you fell under the uh, 110. And um, the um, owners of the stability uh, pool get the difference between 109 and uh, the Ethereum price. So both are incentivized, but you cannot compare it with a, a system of DeFi chain. I mean, that was also not the intention. The intention was to, to say um, what what is like, what is their system compared to ours and, and which one is, yeah, which one might be the better approach for situations like that, where we are in a bear market and um, people lose interested in something and then price follows kind of like the demand. I mean, I'm not saying that they have the perfect stable coin. I'm just throwing that in because I saw they have an interesting approach and definitely the fact that it needs only be collateralized with 110% adds some attractiveness to, to a loan itself from my perspective. And I'm by far not an expert when it comes to stable coins, but from what I saw, I, I found it quite interesting to see their approach. So guys, uh, maybe I can uh, add something a little bit else. Um, I'm, I was late in the, in the call here. But um, I want to add, first I want to start with the, with the Ticker Council. I want to congratulate everyone from the Ticker Council for the decision that they took this uh, week. 
And I, I think it needed some balls to make these tough decisions. And um, I want to start with uh, 2021. I think a lot of people in the community thought they are the next Warren Buffett with their investment. And now I have the feeling that everyone gives up any responsibility to the ticker council or to, for example, Julian when he joins a space or so. Everyone thinks, oh, good, that I don't have to take responsibility. I can just give it to Julian. Julian saved the markets or using or somebody else in the ticker council. And I think we are all responsible for finding good solutions. And for me, for example, I'm not a, a technic guy, so I cannot add so much in this direction, but I can add a lot of other things. And I think in the community are so genius people, not just on the technical side, so we can... Uh, as a team, find solutions for the situation right now. And I think here yeah, it's it's serious, um, our problem. But from the other side, um, I think, I still think we find solutions to fix the DUSD problem. I'm very sure about it. And I think we focus maybe too much on the technical side because it's also about the sentiment. Yeah, we depend on Bitcoin and Bitcoin depends on the NASDAQ and so on. But every one of us can do something that, we reach more people, that we find new investors for our project. And um, for example, Fabio and uh, Ben from the Accelerator team and I, we are uh, trying right now uh, to make a sponsoring deal. I cannot share so much about it, but it would be a big sponsoring deal. And there are a lot of people on the sidelines that want to enter uh, to DeFi chain, that want to buy DeFi chain. but. The problem is right now that they are on the sidelines and they are not sure, should I invest now, should I invest later? But as soon as the sentiment changed, and I think there are just maybe 200, 300 Satoshi per DFI needed, and then the sentiment changed again and people start buying again, and that also helps us. So maybe we focus too much on the technical side. We have also the emotional side of the people, and I think we have to work together on the thing that DeFi chain is cool, that people want to have DFI no matter what, yeah? no matter of the price, no matter of something else, because it's cool. The community is cool, to own DFI is cool, and I think we have to also work on this. And I think we should do these Twitter spaces more frequently, and we should not always give all the responsibility to the ticker council and then blame them if things not working um, after, after one or two weeks. Um, I think this is also... A little bit crazy to think that things work all the time just immediately after implementing things so i think we as a community have to discuss more often and we have to uh, be careful that we don't lose people when the things get too difficult and too technical because we i think we all agree that right now DeFi chain is a very difficult topic um so you have to really be a genius to understand everything of, of the DeFi chain, what's going on right now. But I think we should motivate people in these spaces more often to do what they can to help the project. And I think we, we have to change the sentiment a little bit. Yeah, criticism, criticism is good, but the things are not as bad as they look right now. And I think we have to focus on this also. Thank you. 
Thank you, Ben. Uh, ben, sorry uh, for coming up to stage. And I think this is a great end. We are all, we are like 90 minutes in. We were scheduled for an hour. So we uh, kind of overshot shot a little bit. But uh, as, as Ben has said, um, we, we want to do this on a weekly basis. The format can be on the official uh, DeFi chain Twitter account. Uh, and I saw Bene and I think Dennis um, volunteered to host an own community space where, you know, the, the DeFi chain account is not the main host. Um, please reach out to the either the DeFi chain account, some of the moderators or, or anybody within the community team um, if you need a retweet, if you want to host your own Twitter space and you need some reach, uh, everything is possible. And uh, at this uh, at this point, uh, I know there's still a lot of things to discuss. Um, maybe we can uh, we, we definitely will have another Twitter space next week. And I'm going to follow up with Daniel Circle uh, DC for the voting that Mark76 suggested. Uh, great, uh, great suggestion, by the way. And I want to thank everybody, of course, for sharing and voicing your opinion here up on stage. Um, yeah, maybe, I don't know, have, um, does somebody have any closing words? Uh, otherwise, we're going to wrap it up. Okay, um, great. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We're definitely gonna uh, follow up on everything that is discussed. Uh, this will also be available on uh, Spotify, uh, on Twitter, um, and I think also on YouTube. Uh, we, we have recorded that, it's uh, some editing. So give us a, a few hours. I think Sebastian is, uh, is taking care of that. And as soon as everything is finished, we will upload this to all the places uh, and share it of course on, on all the social and announcement channels. And um, with that, thanks, everybody.